Self-imposed tasks that waste your time are just as important to say no to as tasks that come from other people. What is going to actually help you move the needle forward? Welcome back to the Morph Your Mind podcast. We've recently switched to this bi-weekly format, so hopefully you guys didn't get too lonely last week without us. I am your host, Justin Wright, and my co-host, Chrissy Barron, will be on here in a little bit. And before we get started, just want to thank our title sponsor, Nova 3 Labs. If you are feeling lethargic, if you're having trouble sleeping, if you're looking for recovery after training, after hard workouts, if you're just looking to level out your adrenal system, if you're feeling fatigued or stressed out, use the discount code PODCAST15, that's PODCAST the number 15 at Nova3Labs.com to save yourself some money and get some supplements to help with all of those ailments. Uh, And so this week we're going into a very important topic. We're going to be discussing the importance of saying no and specifically in the context of your schedule and actually making sure that you're spending time working on meaningful projects or meaningful tasks and you're not just taking on a lot of stuff, putting it onto your plate and having trouble getting through it. So I call this the buffet syndrome where it's very easy to overfill our plate, to load up on everything. You know, everything looks good when you're when you're walking through the buffet. If you're anything like me and maybe you're not like me, but everything that I see looks good and I want to try a little bit of everything. But especially if I'm hungry, what tends to happen is I put a little bit too much of each thing on my plate and by the time I actually go to sit down, I have definitely bit off more than I can chew, so to speak. And this even happens if you go to the grocery store when you're hungry, right? You're going through the aisles, you're walking around the store, and everything looks good, and so you just start to load up your cart. And this phenomenon is very common, uh, especially in the business world or when it comes to taking on tasks a lot of times it can be tempting to be pulled in different directions or we take on projects or agree to do things because we believe that it plays into our vision or into our mission. A lot of times you like working with certain people because you think that there's a potential for growth there or for a partnership down the road. And so it can be very easy to overload your plate at the buffet by taking on too many of these opportunities. And it's difficult a lot of times to say no. And I want to specifically analyze why that is. But I also want to get into the nuances because it's also easy to say no, but also leave the door open for that person to continue asking or continue pursuing your help. And a lot of people get stuck in that trap as well. So at base value, let's look at why saying no is important. So if you, if you just look at your schedule, if you look at your day, no matter what it is that you're trying to accomplish, everybody has the same finite amount of time each day. We have the same 24 hours to work with day in and day out. And it can be very tempting to try to cram those or pack those as full as we can. But the problem is if you overload your day or your schedule with unimportant activities or things that aren't going to lead anywhere, you don't leave yourself much time to actually move the needle forward or make progress on important things. 
And so it can be tempting to take on additional projects. But what I want you to start to do is look at your schedule and look at your week and try to parse through what you're actually spending time doing. Look at your activities, look at your task lists. And I want you to try to get a handle on separating these things out into different categories, right? So look at your previous week, look at you know meetings, tasks, whatever you actually spent time doing each day of that week. This can even include things for personal development like reading or meditation, exercise, all of this stuff. We're looking at what you spend your hours of your day doing. And I want you to actually try to do an, a self-audit here, if you will, and break down your schedule and, and look at all those activities. And we're going to separate this out into categories. I want you to separate it out into categories of personal development and work or you know hobbies, so to speak. So break things out into, okay, I'm doing this for work. Maybe uh, work has two categories of you know stuff for my primary job, stuff for my side hustle, or if you're trying to start your own business or whatever those activities are, right? Things that fall under personal development or personal time. And then I want you to file a third or things under a third category of time with others, spent with friends, family, you know your loved ones, whatever that may be, right? And and look at things into those three buckets. And then I want you to try to separate out the things or the activities that have given you the most return on investment for your time. So start to go through those lists and look at the things that have either given you the most enjoyment, if it's spending time with other people, what activities have been the most fruitful, what has been or created the most quality time with people you care about, with friends, family, uh, whatever that may be. Look at the self-development category and say, okay, what things did I do that actually made myself better in my personal time? And what things did I do that were a waste of time? Meaning maybe I spent an hour reading instead of an hour watching TV, and that's a good use of that hour. And the inverse is also true. If I wasted an hour watching TV and not really get anything done, or if I spent a good portion of my day scrolling through social media, you can actually see a report of what you spend time doing on your phone now, kind of your screen time or, or a report of a screen time breakdown. That can be very useful information here. But try to pick out what you're doing that's actually useful. All right. What are you spending your time doing that is moving things forward in a positive way. And same thing at work. What tasks did you do at work that were just kind of busy work or just filled up your schedule? And what things actually move you forward or got you closer to where you wanna be? So whether you're working towards a promotion, whether you're running your own company, whether you're trying to get hired at a new job, what things or activities did you actually do that contributed positively in that category? And what you should be able to do is, is very quickly start to get a list of things that are time intensive, but don't actually give you a good return on that time investment. So maybe there are certain things that you spend a lot of time doing, but when you actually look at it and inspect it, those activities don't make you a better person or don't help improve your situation or move you forward in a positive way. And what we want to try to do is find those activities and, and then start to look at the root cause of those. So if it's at work, are you taking on projects because you want to help people, but you are quickly realizing that these projects are not fruitful or they're not helping you get where you want to go? If you're an entrepreneur, this can be especially problematic because you may be pursuing too many avenues or trying too many partnerships. A lot of times you need to hone in on one product or one way of doing things and really hammer that home. And you don't want to spread yourself too thin over a bunch of different categories. So look at where you're spending time and, and try to find out whether or not that time is valuable. And then obviously taking it a step further and find out you know where those things are coming from. Where are those tasks coming from? If they're self-imposed, 
This is an important point that I want you to think about. Self-imposed tasks that waste your time are just as important to say no to as tasks that come from other people. So if you're putting things on your own plate that aren't benefiting you, that are wasting your time, preventing you from moving forward, you need to eliminate those just as if you would tasks from outside sources or external tasks, right? And the goal moving forward now is going to be to start to eliminate those things. And that can be difficult to do at first, but a lot of times the best way to handle those situations is to rip the Band-Aid off. So let's say you're working on a side project for your own business and you realize that this partnership is not really going anywhere or they're not upholding their end of the bargain. A lot of times that just means you need to have a meeting with them, sit down and say, hey, listen, this isn't working out the way that I thought it was going to work out. This isn't going to the same place that I expected it to go. I don't think we're making sufficient progress on this. I'm going to have to move on. This isn't a good opportunity for me at this time. And you don't really have to give that much more explanation. And this is where a lot of people get stuck into the trap of the gray area when it comes to saying no or freeing up their schedule. A lot of people get stuck where they kind of say no, or they say, oh, I don't have time for this right now, but why don't you send me information anyways, or I'll take a look at it anyways. And what ends up happening is you invest a lot of time into something that you aren't even really fully involved in. So the most important thing you can do is if you're not able to take something on or you're trying to eliminate something or get rid of a responsibility that you know isn't going anywhere, you just need to be direct and clear. You need to communicate and say, hey, I can't unfortunately take this on at this time. I appreciate you reaching out. Then that's it. Cut it there. Don't give them another doorway. Don't give them another opportunity. You don't even need to explain yourself because if you start to explain yourself, then they're going to look for ways to poke holes in your argument or find ways to justify how you can still take on what they're asking you to do. You just need to be firm. You need to draw a hard line and you need to say, unfortunately, at this time, I can't take this project on or I think what you're doing is great, but I'm not a good fit at this time. Just be direct, be firm and be clear that you're not able to take this on or help them out or put something else onto your plate. And it's very important that you're clear because that drives a hard line and it creates a standard moving forward in the future. Because if you are a little bit wishy-washy or you're not firm and you're still taking on responsibilities or tasks from other people from time to time, then they're going to keep coming to you with those things over and over and over again. And I've talked to people in business who they have that kind of aggravating person or aggravating customer or business partner who just keeps coming to them with tasks and the the people who take up an inordinate amount of time. And you just need to eliminate those people because if you don't draw that line, if you're not firm enough early on, then they don't have a sense of boundaries and they're going to keep coming to you for help or keep coming to you to do things. And so we have to be firm because of that element of human psychology where if you leave people that window of opportunity or that doorway, a lot of people will be persistent in seeking out your help or seeking out your assistance. And at the end of the day, the reason that we're looking to do this, the reason that it's important for us to do this self-audit and say no and take things off of our plate or refuse to take additional things on is because we're trying to free up time for what matters, for the activities that give us the most return on investment. A lot of you have probably heard of the 80-20 rule, but essentially 80% of our results come from 20% of the actions that we're taking. And the goal is to consistently seek out those 20%, seek out the activities or the things or the habits or the routines that are bringing us the most return on investment. And we want to try to maximize our time doing those things. And what this allows us to do is eliminate and get rid of excess. For anybody who's done spring cleaning, right, you've 
taken a bunch of clothes that don't fit anymore and you donate them or you pack them up and get rid of them. That's a good feeling, the feeling of decluttering our lives and, and picking things up and packing things up and giving things away and freeing up space. And just like we do that in our lives, whether it's with our workspace or with our apartment or our home or whatever it may be, it's equally important to do that with our calendars and with our schedules. And so now that we're in that summertime, I want you to go through your own emotional spring cleaning. I want you to go through your schedule. I want you to try to find the things that you can eliminate because I want you to try to maximize the time that you're spending doing the things that matter and actually provide a return on investment. And I also want you to understand that sometimes building in free time or time to think or time to just sit and be with yourself is equally important because that's going to help prevent burnout, which we've discussed in a previous episode. Sometimes it's okay to slow things down and build in that time for you to mentally rest and recover. And the only way that you're going to be able to do that is by eliminating those busy tasks that are filling up your calendar that are taking up time and that are not providing an adequate return on investment for that time. Because we've talked a lot in the past about how valuable our time is and how it really is our most valuable resource. So do yourself a favor, look at your calendar, break down your tasks and the things that you're doing into those categories that we discussed and try to find those things that you're spending too much time doing that are not improving your life or moving you forward. Try to eliminate those things over the coming weeks and coming months. And I want you to be extremely careful about the things that you take on and accept and start to learn how to draw that hard line and just say no to the things that you know you don't have the time to invest in or the things that you know are not going to bring you an adequate return on that investment of time. I think that this topic comes into play a lot when you're trying to figure out what actually matters for you, right? So um, I talked I talk to people about this a lot, but uh, I feel very fulfilled doing like task work, right? And I think it just comes from my background of working in a corporate corporation. I worked in corporate for five years before I went into entrepreneurship. But when I have small tasks, right, like you write your to-do list down and you're like, do this, do this, do that. A lot of them could be busy work, but it makes me feel like I accomplished more that day. But when I look at the long run or in the macro perspective, I ask myself, well, is this, is this pushing the needle further or is it just keeping me stagnant? But I feel like I'm being productive. I think that there are a lot of people or gurus out there that will say, you know, you should say yes to everything. Like everything is an opportunity, right? Like the movie, yes, man, where he says yes to all these things and his life essentially becomes more fulfilled. Or I think that's the premise of the movie. But the idea of always saying yes is intended for opportunities, but too many people do not know their goals and their objectives in life. So they don't have the ability to determine what is an opportunity and what is just a waste of time and a distraction. So as a result, you end up filling your schedule with things that don't really matter and experience less time for the things that actually matter, like you really love and enjoy. So my suggestion would be to write down your goals. What are your goals for this year, this month, five years, whatever? What is going to actually help you move the needle forward? If those goals are, are athletic or gym related or the goals are work related, or the goals are relationship related, right? What's going to actually move that needle forward? And by saying yes to that, 
I think what people don't think about often is when you say yes to one opportunity, you're essentially saying no to other opportunities that could come up in, in regards to saying yes to that one opportunity. You're limiting your options because now you're taking up your time, you're taking up your energy, maybe you're not looking for other options. So I think that you really have to ask yourself, will this, will this serve me? Another way to look at this is asking yourself what the opportunity cost is. So let's say as an example, you want to buy a new refrigerator and a new television, and they both cost $1,000. You only have $1,000. You can only buy one of them. And the one you don't buy is called the opportunity cost. So in order to make the best decision, you know which one you need most. If you automatically say yes to the first one of those items you're offered, it might not be the one you need most. You may enjoy watching the TV, but if all your food is going to go bad, then that doesn't make sense to say yes to the first one because in that situation, you needed the refrigerator. The real importance of saying no lies in putting yourself first, knowing what is important to you and understanding that you have the right to live your best life. A lot of people think that setting goals is only about identifying things that you would like to do so you can spend more time doing them. But just as importantly, great goals tell you what you should not be doing. This allows you to say no to the things that are not of real value to you. And that allows you to spend more time on the things that help you live the life you really want or that help move the, the needle forward. So by saying no to the time wasters, it leaves you to say yes to the opportunities or the real opportunities that come your way that are actually going to help you. I think that the word no is also really important for setting boundaries in relationships. We may have that friend that always wants us to do everything with them. And the importance of saying no in a relationship is that you can set boundaries. Your friends know that you will help them if you can, but they have to understand that your own needs must come first. And if that means you have to say no, then so be it. Boundaries lead to respect, especially when they are present on both sides of the relationship. If someone doesn't respect your boundaries and they get upset when you say no, you know, what kind of a friend is that? So in synopsis of this whole saying no situation, I think that you have to figure out what your goals are, what's going to best serve you, and what opportunity will actually help you move the needle forward. If there's an opportunity that's not going to serve you, then saying yes isn't going to help you in the long run. It's just going to create more busy work. Now, we all have underlying reasons for saying yes, right? Maybe we want to feel like we want to leave the house, or we want to be surrounded by people, or we want we need to make some money. That's completely fine. But if you know it's a temporary yes, the, or temporary situation that you're saying yes to, just keep in mind that you have to keep your eyes open for the other opportunities that may present itself. As always, I want to thank our title sponsors, Nova3 Labs. They're a supplement company. Um, they have products for stress, sleep, focus, BCAs as a pre-workout. So go ahead and check them out. And you can use the code podcast15 for 15% off. And the URL is nova3labs.com. And the three is in number three. Bye, guys.